This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm itching for some grimming. We're back on AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show for the seven-year itch. The episode of Grim that has a big old cicada monster running around in it. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about Diana and uh, what that she wants to see Meisner again. Sean got naked, and uh, so did some other people. <laughs> Let's get started. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, hey, Grimsters. Welcome back to AfterBuzz TV's Grim After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, find me at, at that Zach Wilson. I've got my panel all back. Hello. Yeah. Yell Teagle has returned. I have returned. I'm Yell Teagle. I'm everywhere at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And I'm in the chat with all of you reading all of your commentary. And it's beautiful. It's brilliant. So clever. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Yeah. I've got the cadence down <laughs> now. Thank you. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get started with the with the quote. Yes. Kick us off. When something itches, my dear sir, the natural tendency is to scratch. Mm. Read it again. I just, uh, I liked it. Read it again. All right. When something itches, my dear sir, the natural tendency is to scratch. Yeah. Uh, it's Thank from the seven-year itch. Oh, that <laughs> makes sense. The movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm so surprised. Classic movie, yeah. <laughs> I figured uh, it was from like a Glee commercial. <laughs> look, we ran out of grim stories to quote like three years ago. <laughs> I don't know that they ran out or that they went, let's broaden our... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but either way, um, yeah, this was a, this was a big episode. Uh, we had a big, big creature in it. Yes. That's a big, big is a good word to use. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, what did you, what did you guys think of uh, The Seven Year Edge? I loved this episode. I'm going to say, I think it was maybe one of my favorite episodes. How surprising. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Almost like it was aimed at you. Yeah. (laughs) Almost. (laughs) (laughs) Let's, let's count it down. Um, there was a Meisner in it. Mm -hmm. There was like, there was like five other Meisners, but they were all dead, so it's like... Um, I imagine how wonderful it would be to walk into a room full of Meisners. That are all laying there? Yep. In wait? Yep. Um, See, he got it. Why didn't you? Oh, sorry. Go on. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Uh, There was... There was... Renard got naked for... Like, no reason. Uh, yeah. He, because if you noticed, he was sweating, and I think they didn't want to ruin his clothing, so we just got a glistening. He didn't want to guess that ghost juice on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, totally. Look, ectoplasm ruins fabric. Like, yeah. You just got to throw that stuff out. <laughs> just ask Bill Murray. Yeah. And he'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Chris and Wig didn't believe him, and now she's got a whole new wardrobe after <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Neither here nor there. Um, we were listing things I liked. 
Yeah. Um, I don't yeah. know. What, what, what other main, things uh, did you love about this episode, yo? The main Vessen also got real naked in that lake. Yeah. 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 Ben Lawson was the actor uh, who played um, Stillman. Uh, Stillman's statue looked a lot like look Meisner. Meisner. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a great episode all around. So still, you wanted some of that man. That's so funny. The funniest. Literal silence after that joke. <laughs> yeah, crickets. Uh, uh, cicadas. 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 Yeah. cicadas. Uh, cicadas. All right. <laughs> uh, let's get started with the best of the week. Yes. Uh, which this... All right. Let's settle in. Um, <laughs> it is a autoctos fusi. Yes. Right? That's the one. Autoctos fusi. Autoctos fusi. Yes. Okay. Also known as Bestia uh, Festiva. Bestia That's Festiva. It. That's what I was looking for. Yes. Uh, what was that one? Bestia Festiva. He was a it's, party animal. It, yeah, Latin for party animal. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it, it, did, it did have two names. I wrote down the first one because I'm like, I got the name down. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh, guys, it's the the Greek name, which is talked about, I Lucy, see. and then I the see. Latin, which is yeah. what it's colloquially known as. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the Atoktos Fusi or the Bestia Festiva. Yes, Bestia Festiva, the mm-hmm. best festival, or mischievous <laughs> nature, which is what uh, Atoktos Fusi translates mm. to. Oh, nice. Uh, so he's a real mischievous party animal. Sounds like the plot of Animal House. <laughs> nice. A uh, gamer girl in the chat says, Zach pronounced it right. Yay! <laughs> uh, don't worry. There's a, a whole spirit like vacuum thing later yep. around that we're going to get <laughs> to. So stand, stick around. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a, this was a cool idea for Vess. And like, I like them reaching into like more like weirder like creatures that exist. Like the cicada, like a real life cicada is a weird, like the idea that it only... They're only out once every seven years. Right. It's mm-hmm. crazy. And then they die. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, did you guys grow up anywhere where there were, like, cicada, like, swarms or attacks or anything? I don't think so. No, they're not really They're not really common here on the on the West Coast. Because, uh, uh, like, I grew up in, in New York, and we I very clearly remember the year that we had the cicadas. Yeah. And I've been to Japan, which is highly full of cicadas, especially in, like, the fall like the summer into into fall time and you just see them lining the floor along the streets just dead just dying and dead and you just hear them all night yeah it's like if you've ever had like the leaves fall and like when you walk there's just like leaves crunching beneath your feet imagine they're uh the the dead shells of bugs yeah uh, That's what growing up around cicadas. Yeah, is. I'm so glad I grew up in California. <laughs> yeah, I just have this. I have a very clear memory of my my cousin's like backyard, just like end to end cicada shells. Yeah, um, yeah. If Cara Clara's storyline had taken place in uh, on the East Coast, then instead of a big leaf falling down, it would have just been a big giant cicada <laughs> falling on her dad's face. Uh, that is a Doctor Who reference. Yeah. <laughs> to clarify, who were like, who the hell yeah, is I was, Clara? At first I was like, which Clara? Where are we? What show is this? Oh, I got there, guys. Okay. I was, it, was okay. a, it was a slow build. It was yeah. really well-crafted. Yeah. Um, the uh, but knows. so we get this, this, this handsome cicada monster mm-hmm. um, who, <laughs> who crawls up out of the ground um, 
And so I guess the whole thing is like he has like one person that he like takes with him that he feeds on yeah, for it feels, seven years. It feels like a bear needs to, you know, get all this stuff so they can hibernate. Mm-hmm. And so he just needs a person. Right. My one thing about it is like it's they didn't establish what happens if he stays out longer than twenty four hours. Like I imagine, yes, it's an it's a biological need that he has where he feeds, he essentially like goes underground and then comes back up. But it's not like a cicada where they they come up under, from underground because it's their first time ever seeing the sky. They like do their swan song and then they just like cease to be. There's I don't I don't. I think I don't really know understand why he needs to go back underground. I think the that I had the same thought. Um, it's a very good point. Uh, I think the idea was that he can stay out, but he but he ages mm-hmm. as long as he's out. But like the, when he's hibernating, he because they refer to him as a mortal, right? Um, I think the it's the idea like if he just kept keeps like eating like coming out for like a day getting a victim and going back underground he could theoretically just live forever because he's only aging one day every seven years interesting okay um so i like that idea yeah i would love to know more about like his like the why of that but the but like if he was like since he was stillman um this Uh guy who like founded this park and like donated it and like obviously had resources like he yeah. wasn't there for a day every seven years um so he must have like come out there when portland was very young created a life and then it's like well i don't want to get too old mm-hmm. so he created like a, a place that theoretically he would be able to live in and hunt in for for, for forever and be it in effect, immortal. Yeah. Um, as long as his head doesn't get cut off or bitten off in any way, <laughs> immortal. Sorry, yeah. Macintosh Harrington in the chat uh, says because he was prominent enough to get his own park, so he had to stay out for a bit. Yeah. Like he had to have money yeah. and be part of one of the settlers and be out there and then like be like, I'm buying this land. Mm-hmm. Well, um, he owned the. He had yeah. to own all that land and right. then donate it. Yeah. And then he disappeared one day, and no one seemed to question it. Um, I I think in the oldie times, people just died. <laughs> <laughs> you died of dysentery. I don't know. Oregon yeah. Trail, man. Yeah. They're in Portland. That was a great reference. Yes. Uh, uh, I earned that. High five. Thank you. Um, so he, <laughs> like he, I I did like enjoy the scene with like the weird like the southern waitress. Yeah, uh, <laughs> southern because we were talking reasons. about this about why there was a southern uh, southern bell waitress. Oh no, not that <laughs> we we talked about how like he said some things that were serial killery, and she like was not okay. Yeah, but not enough to call the police. Well, I think. <laughs> he sounds yes. He sounds crazy. Uh-huh. He does, but I feel like he didn't. <clears throat> I don't know. I guess it is like he did infer that he ate somebody. Right. Yes. So yeah, maybe because what like what he says is like he's talking about like oh uh, I just, like at first like it sounds like he's complaining about an ex. Then it's like at first at first it sounds like he's complaining about a steak. The first thing mm. sounds like. It looks oh, yeah, real big at it. first, but it's not. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's. I was like, are you talking about how like meat, when you cook it, it like seems smaller? Right. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, bacon, when you start with a giant strip, yeah, it yeah. cooks down to the right. small. 
<laughs> and then it sounds like he's talking about an ex. And then it sounds like he ate a woman. Right. <laughs> and she was like, well, this is awkward. I'm going to back away. But not call the police. I mean, do you think that, I guess in, I guess in Portland, which is the most violent city in America mm-hmm. in terms of <laughs> gruesome murders, uh, maybe, yeah. Call somebody. Also, not just the most gruesome, but the one where naked people wandering around the park day or night is not cause for concern. I was like, wow, I miss San Francisco. The runner was like, at first they thought that they were sleeping, but by lap uh, third mile, they came over to check and he was dead. And also they were like, look for someone walking around naked. And we was like, you're going to have to be more specific. Yes, Portland. Uh, Keep Portland weird. Gamer girl in the chat says, I thought it was a cockroach vessel and um, Jaya or, yeah, Jaya, I'm going with that. Um, it was more like a cockroach than a grasshopper. So. Um, okay. Everyone's disagreeing with your cicadas. But, but it's but the, it's a cicada. It's a cicada. <laughs> like, what, what it, also, whether you think the design is to something else, like, they're very clear about the fact that it's a cicada. Yeah. The, the seven year thing is. Cicada. Also, Hank says it at the end of the episode. Regardless, he does. Okay. The chat wants you to know they think it was. It looked more like a cockroach. Okay. Um, I need yeah. to look up what a cicada actually looks like <laughs> by itself. I just remember the shells. Yeah, it's like a, it kind of looks like a a mix between a grasshopper and a giant moth, which mm-hmm. is what this was. Yeah. Um, no, I don't want the bar cicada. <laughs> Ah, um, Apparently there's a bar in Girl, L.A. why don't you lead this show? But about <laughs> Googling, what does a cicada look like? I'd like to imagine that that waitress really just wanted those tips, and she's mm. like, crazy people tip, like, good. You know, because they have no concept of money, so they're just like, yeah. That's true. 50% tip. Yeah. Oh, if you look up a cicada, just Google it, like I did um, I'd rather just not. now. I don't like looking You don't have to, but I'm saying you fo- <laughs> like folks at home. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's pretty spot on. Uh, Macintosh Harrington says chat is law, and I want to say wrong. <laughs> yeah, yell is law. Chat is a resource. Yeah, Zach thinks he's law. <laughs> yell is law, and I'm the Constitution. That's true. I trample <laughs> which all means over we him. don't have to pay attention to you. <laughs> <That's> apparently, <true. laughs> <Moving on. laughs> um, so yeah. So uh, then we get so like this is. The way that this story wrapped up, I I really do like this moment because it made me laugh really hard. I um, love so he, the way it wrapped. He up. goes out to he goes out to a bar mm-hmm. to like to pick up a lady. Yeah, uh, and he finds himself uh, a lady who. Uh, yes, Zach. Tell us about this lady. He, he finds a bigger woman. She's a beautiful. She woman. is a beautiful woman. Yes. Um, but they make this hair. very. They, they make and this that little mole. mole. Yeah, she has a little yeah. mole on her did face. Did she really? Yeah. She did. She I really favors the, the color mole. red as she, well. Yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. her top was it was a reddish, like maroon. Kind of like your glasses, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go and on. Her hair had some red highlights and things. Go on. Zach? Um. <laughs> uh, well, they take the, the like he he like kills her the guy that's hitting on her yeah the really sweet black guy who hangs out with her all the time yeah he gets killed off well I like how he got like super defensive about like as it, like I thought that that was his was her her, her like boyfriend boyfriend yeah people do he's like I, think it I just so met yes. her uh, yeah and then he's like willing to fight this guy in an alley I mean he's really protective over the the ladies in his life yeah you know <laughs> go on um. So he gets murdered for it. Yeah. Um, and then they, they like, he, like, walks her out, like, being like, 
super romantic guy, and then he's gonna bury her alive. I really like this like wooing moment that we have, right? Because we see not that kind of woo. Different woo, (laughs) woo wing, not woo wing. Yes. Um, This we because this actor Ben Lawson, uh, who's not only handsome but also has this great performance where he's kind of creepy, but also is like smooth. Yeah. And he sweet. hit the balance very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like where he like yeah in the like in the in the scene where he's eating in the diner, he definitely feels like nuts. Yeah, but he pulls off suave. At the same time, also very well. Mm-hmm. To where you understand why she, like, like, even though this guy was sort of, like, being weird and, like, her uh, the other guy just disappeared, she wouldn't necessarily question it. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. Um, and he's like, drinks for everybody! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's got money stored mm-hmm. somewhere. Though he used the dead guy's credit card. Yeah. So I think he's just, like, he doesn't, he's... Basically using it until he disappears, mm-hmm. which is pretty smart, sort of. Yeah. Yeah, but he they would have shut it down by the time he got to the bar. Perhaps. Right? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, maybe he used the dead guy's cash at that point. Yeah. It's fair. It's a good point. He had a job. <laughs> um, and then so, she bites off his head. Yeah, and that was, so that, <laughs> that was such a great surprise because, you know, it's our standard, like, end of, like, the... the episodic like episode where mm-hmm. they track the villain down they fight he's really strong throws one of the bar like it's, cause it's Drew and Hank and Nick yeah. and they're like we're gonna kill it but like like we all got our guns he's at gunpoint and they're like alright let's take him in interrogate him and instead <laughs> the a hippo head just comes up from behind him bites his head off and throws it aside I loved it. Um, I think uh, I saw that um, it's surprising how rare they, like, bite someone's head off on this show. Yeah. Like, for a show like this, how have they not used that before? I believe Jeff Miller pointed that out. They're like, how has this not been done? (laughs) (laughs) That they've never bitten a head off? Yeah. Well, there aren't very many Vessen who are big enough to do that. But there are a lot who are, like, vicious enough. Right. You know what I mean? Like, we have... Blue butt who hunt and Well, do you mean decapitate? We've had decapitation. Right, but no one bit a head off. Yeah, right. but what I mean is that, like, there aren't enough. Like, this is the first, I think, the first Vessin that we've seen that has a big enough mouth to do that. Mm. Like, the only <laughs> other Vessin that big, the only other thing that big that we've seen so far, I think there was the one. The Rat King? The, oh, the Rat King. Yeah. I almost forgot about that one. I was going to say yeah. there was that dragon-esque, I can't remember oh, yeah. what, exactly what it was called. And then there was the um, the Golem, mm-hmm. right. um, which was much bigger yeah. and theoretically could have gotten that uh, big. We've also had like the ogres and the giants and stuff. But even they were like, they were bigger, but not yeah. that big. Right. Yeah. Um, um, a lot of people in the chat keep saying hungry, hungry hippos. But Joanna points out that she spit it out. She yeah. was not a hungry, hungry hippo. <laughs> Because um, she didn't, you know, keep it. But um, yeah, um, I, and it, the 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 hippo type vessel, oh, yes. by the way, Tell is us. a. Uh, I didn't hear it said out loud, but it's a uh, twert to t a, a twert. A twerk. T a w e r e t a twaret. It's something like that. Where I had to I had to turn to Grimwicky. Uh, so Grimwicky, if you're if you're joining a Grimaniac, if you're joining yeah. us, thank you for getting us that information. Um, I also a lot of people were asking this, and it's a very good question. Um, they're cops, 
again. Yes. And at the end of the night, the victim is fine, right? She's unhurt. Um, and the suspect, because he's still a suspect, is his head was torn off and is in the bushes or in the, like, on the, the grass in this yeah. public yeah. park. Right. And they're just, well, job well done. And they walk away. No one's going to ask what happened. <laughs> Do you think, well, I mean, there's a chance that they basically just reburied him. Uh, like <laughs> he they got let away. Go. Yeah, they're like, we saved the, the Vic, but he got away. He could be anywhere. But, like, he's just basically in the same hole that he started digging. <laughs> I mean, that's what I would do. Uh, yeah, just like soccer ball, like click, <laughs> yeah, like a little like, lob it in there, there. right? I'll lob, lob it. it in there. <laughs> like, look, nobody's going to question it. Um, just plant some sod the next day. Yeah, you're, but there is that moment when they're talking about how many bodies must be buried under there, mm-hmm. and then like that question. Is like you guys should start exhuming some of these, right? Yeah. Like that, all the you, missing people, right? Well, but like I think what he's saying is like it's a big park. Like you can't just dig up the, the whole park and like hope you you're can. gonna find bodies. I mean, it's a park that's based off of a guy, a serial killer, basically. It's it, it's now Steelman's Serial Killer Park. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, Ivan it's not a chat, park you're gonna want to go walking around it anymore. Ivan in the chat asks. Um, did we notice that the the um, woman wasn't scared of Nick? Our vest is not scared anymore. And I think that was so great when she goes, yeah. Oh, you're the Grim. Cool. I'm out. <laughs> I'm going to go find love. This sucks. Yeah. Because Nick does have a reputation in this town. And there are two, their vests have fallen on two sides. There was the Black Claw side, mm. which was the more like, kill the Grim um, yeah. side. But I think Nick has earned, like, through people like Bud. And Monroe, mm-hmm. and like just through helping so many Vessen over the over six seasons of this show, yeah, six years he's been doing this. Like they know there's a Grim who's a cop in this city who will protect anyone, whether they're Vessen or human. Mm-hmm. Um, he will take you down if you're like killing people. Yeah, um, but I think that they are like the especially the peaceful ones are aware of him as. A good guy. Yeah. And I like that. I like that, like, they're just like, cool, Grim, thanks for your help. But, you know, I kind of saved you, so I'm a piece. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I didn't need you. Her line at the end. No man. Yeah. Her She's line a at the strong, end. Strong, confident woman. Yeah, she is. That um, was not her line. Her line was actually very much the opposite. <laughs> well, it wasn't the opposite. Her, uh, I was like, but are it we was about to fight. Go on. No, no, no. It, her, it, her line was not the opposite, but it was very funny. It was just like, what's a girl gotta do to find a nice, uh, find the right guy in this town? I know how <laughs> she feels. Go to another town. <laughs> what? It's not better in other towns. Yeah. I know how she feels. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like. In other towns, you might not. The guy might not be trying to bury you alive <laughs> and eat you <laughs> for seven years Them's in the, the bad breaks, way. Yeah. He might be trying to eat you in a good way. But oh, whatever. Zach. Sorry. I think that's what I liked about this story. <laughs> a hot man who needed to go and eat a plus size woman. Mm-hmm. It's a good story, right and right there. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to the Yell uh, Grim Show. <laughs> I didn't write this story. Um, All right, let's talk about all the other plot lines that are going on in this episode. Yes. Um, Because there's a lot of stuff that's... (laughs) Some look going on. No, I was reading the board, sorry. Um, I'm reading the chat. (laughs) Stop reading the chat. I want to start off with um, talking about uh, Renard. Um, And he's still still seeing Meisner, and he's going insane. 
Yeah, I really like that he's questioning whether he's actually being haunted or not. Yeah. I also love that, aside the fact that I love that Meisner's back, I love that he is this sassy Meisner. It's a different guy. It doesn't, well, that's, I question whether it is Meisner. Meisner. I think it might be Damien Puckler playing some kind of demon or something who has chosen Meisner's form ah. in order to mess with Renard because it would be the he's the person who would be most painful right now to show Renard. How interesting. I, and I'm leaning on that because Tari and I talked about this last week when you were out. Um, his accent so is I, so is his he doesn't have as much German inflection as he used I to. I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory. Um so, as we have noticed, Sassy Meisner, Sassy Ghost Meisner, um, he says a lot of, like, uh, sassy things. I don't know. He just, he's talking. He's got nothing on Sassy Woo, though. No, he does not. <laughs> but it's a different, it, it, the the lines that he's saying are so different than things Meisner said when he was alive that I think the reason the accent is it sounds lessened to us because I remember like way back last season we argued about an episode where his accent wasn't there and I think it's him uh, trying to make sure he's enunciating everything I, I like really think it's a performance choice rather than um, anything else Inter- well but the episode that you're speaking of mm-hmm. was an episode that he was interacting with Renard right. the only time he does the less German accent is when he's directly speaking to Renard, which is part of our our discussion last mm. week was about how that's why we think it's a du- it's a direct thing from Renard's brain because that's how Renard me- remembers him. Interesting. Yeah, I like it. I like where your head that guy. Yeah. Um. I mean, by the end of this, we do see like this is really happening. This isn't like him going nuts. Um, do we? Well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, actually, I've, like, the actually, the end, now that I'm like, I'm like, I'm like going through it again in my head. I'm like, oh yeah, the end of this was such a mind f. Yes. Um, oh, the chat has a lot to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, gamer girl says, but now Meisner's possessed the person who tried to help the guy in the store, um, or it seems like he did. That's a good question. Is he now possessing the body and like has changed it? Um, and. Uh, we never saw so much of Meisner before. Uh, Kendall says, uh, so this could just be another aspect of his personality that we never knew he had. It could be pre-serious slash soldier Meisner. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Diane really changes the guy, guys. <laughs> you know? Does it, Tari? It really does. Ask Dylan. <laughs> oh god, oh, god. <laughs> let's keep moving um but yeah so he seeks out like what renard does like so he's trying to figure out if meisner's real if he's a ghost because he says like i'm not stalking you this is a haunting yeah. yeah um and it's like is this real is is it like is it a ghost is it his subconscious is he you just think it's a broken? demon well like hold on let, let's, okay. let's get to it in a second because like they go to he goes to this like pawn shop. Have we met this man before? I don't think so. Okay, I also don't think so. I don't think so either, but I'm going to take it to the chat because they have a better memory than I. Because they're a resource, not the law. Yes, indeed. <laughs> um, so if we've seen this guy before, please, 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 please let us know. Yeah. Um, Ivan says dying gives people humor. I, I like that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't take life Perspective. so seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, but so he, so he steps into, so whatever, whether this guy's, you know, he goes to this pawn shop and he like makes him this like weird bargain where it seems like he is like, he's like, I need something that's sentimental. Yeah, but that's weird. Yeah. It, the, the like, okay, so the ring that he first gives him, I, it's a pawn shop. He usually gives someone something of value. And I think a ring that belonged to the king and the king's father, who I assume is also a king, right, um, is huge. But what he takes is the wedding ring that doesn't really mean anything because he takes them both. To be fair, yeah, but he wants the wedding ring, which doesn't actually mean anything. And people in the chat were questioning why it is that Renard could take off his ring. And I want to remind everybody that Adeline's ring is cursed. Yes, Renard's ring is he put it on willingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is possible that that may affect the spell on Adeline's ring mm. in some way. Um, like, Which, like, they haven't even started to investigate. They're like, well, we'll deal with this. There's a lot of other stuff. <laughs> she has to keep that ring on her finger. I take rings off all the time. Mm-hmm. Can't imagine having to keep those on. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, if she gets in a fight, she can beat someone up with it. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, like, you know, she just has to shower with it. And she knows it's real gold because there's not a green <laughs> little yeah, ring around her fingers. Good point. <laughs> um... So he the the guy agrees to help him and he drags out this like steampunk spirit vacuum. <laughs> yes. Uh, box. He puts yeah. it's a it's a in a box. box. Yep. Yeah. Uh and it's called <sighs> the Espirito Desparte. Uh try it with a French accent. The Espirito Desparte. That's what it is. That's closer. Yeah, that's what it is. I'll take it. Yeah. It's a spirit vacuum. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> um, all right, got Question. through that one. Question. Answers. Uh, all right, and I know I shouldn't be asking. Exclamation point. Why did Renard have to take his clothes off? I didn't mind, but why did he have to? So that they could count on your ratings. <laughs> yeah, he, pretty much. I was asking myself the same thing. Because, like, he looks at him, and Renard asks, why do I have to take them off? And he goes... You want it to work, don't you? It's like, are you just getting your jollies from this? Is this a thing? It's all a bit that this old man is doing. Where he's like, I want the ring too. And I want your clothes. Yeah. Because really? I read it as someone going, and Renard must take off his clothes. Why? Y- Yo likes it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why? We, just, you, you, we don't need a reason. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I mean, you haven't met your quota yet yeah. this, this season, Sean. Yeah, the better question is why was he greased up? Is be- <laughs> like he was. He That's just his had... natural state. Is it though? No. <laughs> Trust me, it's not. Um, <laughs> Go on. I've interviewed him enough times that I've seen him up close. Ah, okay. The old. I'm assuming fence. though that his, his shirt stayed on during the interview. You don't know. Um, Maybe that'll work in your next interview. You'll be like, for this interview, you have to take off your clothes, and he'll be like, "Why do I have to do that?" And you're like, "You want this to work?" Do you? <laughs> um, but so what, after they turn on the spirit vacuum, yeah. Um, oh yeah, a de- like a demon or a spirit or a something. Spirit. Is we don't have fly- demons. Really. I say demon only because it had like the. Sp- this spirit, whatever it was, had a face. Right, but the demons right. on the... We don't really have demons okay. on the show. I mean, well, technically... So Buffy. Technically, we had the Jack the Ripper demon. But that's the closest we've come to demons. Okay. Okay. Go demons, on. wrong word. I'm sort of, like, leaning into a, a theory. Go a little on. bit too heavy there. 
um, the spirit like comes out and it's circling around him and then he's trapped in there and then it like it takes over the maybe the pawn shop guy's body yeah and then the pawn shop disappears uh you forgot that it takes over his body and becomes Meisner yeah yes it doesn't just take and then it sorry yeah Yeah. well the spirit being Meisner we think yeah okay the my spirit uh, well, he also, yeah, he turns up the, uh, yeah, he turns up the machine, which blows up, which was a weird thing. And so, but, and, but Renard wakes up with all of his clothes on, um, in an empty shop. How weird, I didn't but, notice that. Yeah, but his, I didn't notice it either. His <laughs> rings, rings are, are missing. Gone. So, like, mm-hmm. something happened, unless he just threw the rings on the ground, and then passed out at some point. I now have a lot of questions now that you've pointed out that he was dressed because I definitely didn't notice that. And I remember thinking, like, okay, it makes sense that, like, Spirit Meisner, who is now in the body of the pawn shop owner, has is now, like, a physical being, even though he kind of was before. Yeah. And uh, has, like, made everything disappear. But why would he then make the clothing reappear on him? Right. So, like... And it seemed like the pawn shop had actually been closed for a long time. Like, all of the the, the paint mm. and the veneer um, yeah. was gone. There was a for lease sign right outside the door. So, essentially, from the moment that Renard made the call to the guy, you could assume that that was all a hallucination created by the Meisner ghost. So, Macintosh Harrington in the chat says, was there ever a pawn shop to begin with? Twilight Zone music. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he got into that shop that, like, seemed to have been closed. Like, the the shutters were closed from, like, the outside. Or, for I guess, from the inside. But, like, he got into it, and then somebody had to shut that behind him. Mm. Um... I mean, so I don't know. I mean, it you could, because it had like the gate closed. Yeah, I. Yes. Nothing. You saving I'll it for save, predictions? Yeah, I'll save it for predictions. Yeah, I have some. I have a lot of predictions and questions. All right. Well, let's <laughs> well, keep moving on. forward then. Yeah. Because um, Diana was also talking about some Meisner stuff yeah. too, this week. A lot of people in the chat were talking about how great it is to see this domesticated Adeland, <laughs> which is adorable, but also I miss working Adeland. Like, all she's doing now is getting her kid from her ex and making her lunch. And Yeah, yeah I, I feel like Adeline is doing more with herself. Like, I know she has two kids that she's yeah. taking care of, but I, I, the Adeline that we've, like, known would have some bigger ambition. Like, right. at least cooking. <laughs> um, not that... A plan... Oh, a plan cooking. A plan cooking. Not to cook. Yes. I was so confused. <laughs> she would have a plan. She would want to do more. For, like, she not would just be like a sandwich. Formulating, <laughs> she would be formulating yeah. a plan for either getting back into the law or just something new. Right. Yeah. Um, but we have this great conversation where Diana is like, tell me about Meisner. Yeah. Oh, I know him. And then she says that she wants to see him. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like, she does remember the helicopter. Mm-hmm. He wanted to make the king fly. I don't think he did. (laughs) I love it. Um, But yeah, so, I mean, she she wants to see Meisner, and she doesn't seem deterred when she's told that he's dead. And I know she's a kid, right? but I feel like if anybody could, Diana could. yeah. Yeah, also the fact that they say to her, like, he's dead, not explaining what death is. 
I mean, I guess technically she's seen a lot of death. Right, she killed Rachel. Like, yeah, she killed Rachel. When she was taken from her, uh, from the safe house, everyone was murdered there. Yeah, I don't um, think Diana needs to have death explained yeah. to her. I know, but like, it's, that's why it's even weirder that she's not deterred, because she clearly understands the concept. Right. But I guess it doesn't matter to her. Like, if she wanted Bonaparte back, she could bring him, it seems. I think that that's sort of where we're heading with this. I mean, I wonder if Diana is somehow, like, this want to see Meisner again is somehow behind the what's going on with Sean. I thought about that, but the reason she even thinks about it is because Sean was shouting his name. Yeah. Which I really wish we would have heard, because through the entire scenes that he's being haunted in the house in the new apartment which everyone seems to love yes it's really nice it's really nice you see that uh, view yeah Ugh. right I want that back um, <laughs> but through that whole thing he never says his name and I wanted to be like when did she hear him shout his name he yeah all the other it. times he was haunting him okay maybe or she can read his mind mm. or what so yes what we think is him having this conversation is just uh, in his mind, and his outer body is just going, Meisner! <laughs> yeah, but we saw when he thought he was... We saw when he thought he was having the conversation in the station that he's yes. actually doing it. Right. So you're wrong. No. But I do like that thought. Yell is law. I do like that thought. Okay. I really like this yell is law thing. No. Um, <laughs> so... The other stuff that Diana is de- doing, though, is she's been drawing the symbols right. mm-hmm. from the cloth and the same symbols that Eve has been carving mm-hmm. in the tunnels, which, like, she's just, like, drawing, and Eve's here. Yeah. She's in the tunnels. What? She, she says she's in the wall. Oh, yeah, yeah. she's in the wall. Um, and then they later keep saying Eve has been living in the tunnels. I don't know that Eve's been living in the tunnel. I think she's been there a day, maybe a night. Like, maybe yeah. 24 hours, maybe 48. I don't think she's living there. I mean, you know I mean? it's a it's a good, a, not a good assumption, but, it, I mean, it makes sense because she doesn't really have a place that she's living. So you find her in the tunnels having not eaten, having been That's like... That's not living there. It, I mean... Squatting there. Yes. Well, they you found her like knocked out. <laughs> He's been squatting in the tunnels. Gross. <laughs> um, although it does bring up the question: like, did nobody like think to be like Eve? HW's completely gone. Yeah, you need a place. Do to you crash. have somewhere to go? <laughs> yeah, get a job, you hippie. <laughs> yeah. Also, no one's wondered where <clears throat> she was. Yeah. Like we're all going home. See you later. I mean, because, like, tr- I guess the, they must be thinking because Trouble ran off to HW that, like, HW somehow, like, taken care of her. But yeah. um, whatever it is that HW is doing, it like, it doesn't, they don't want Eva to be a part of it. Right. Amy has a good point in the chat. She says she's been there long enough that Renard has moved into a new place. Good call. My mistake. <laughs> Yellow's law. Apology. <laughs> I apologize. Yellow law? Yellow law. Yellow law. <laughs> Yellow law. Yellow um, law. Okay, go on. Yay, Lola. Um, <laughs> got a whole different direction. Um, <laughs> Jay says, Renard's new place versus Eve's new place. That's great. <laughs> I don't know. Eve's new place has some crazy powerful like magic thing in it. It's true. She has a great view of symbols. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I mean, let, let, let's talk about it more in predictions, I guess. Just like what we think this could even be like the chief eve has now covered 
the walls of the of the tunnel. Well, now she sees the symbol somehow. Yeah, and and, and uh, there's that quick conversation between Nick and um, Hank where they talk about the uh, stick, and and Nick says that he really wants to like figure out where it came from and all this stuff, which is hilarious because when Eve was like, "Where did it come from?" He goes, "Does it matter?" Yeah, it does. And now that you are all my preciousing it, like you have to now you want to know? Right. I mean, he was just voicing everything that we as fans were like, "Hey, here are questions that we have." And there he's essentially stating the mission statement of the season, and he's like, "Here are things that you're going to know the answer to by the end of this season cuz I want to know me being the main character, and I will find out, audience." Well, it's like, I mean, he's wondering... You guys wondering... the chat. Now they're asking about yellow locks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, he wants to, like, they make, they make good points about, like, they buried this thing underground to, like, keep it away. Yeah. But they made a way for them to find it again. Like, right. if it was end-all, be-all dangerous, yeah, don't put keys to it. Mm-hmm. Like, just seal it in the box under there, and no one would ever find it. Um, like it was magically sealed, only to be opened with seven specific keys and the blood um, of a grim. Yes, um, if they had just like sealed the box, I think it, it would never have gotten out. But that wasn't what they wanted to do, right? For whatever reason, or maybe it was just that the stick wouldn't let them. It's wood, right? The stick, <laughs> yeah. Presumably, you mean they could have set it on fire? Yeah, I think it would have. Defended itself. Though. It's already defended itself just from being taken. Yeah, but I think that if the owner, right, like Nick is now the owner. Well, I'm getting prediction. Yeah, I Maybe. apologize. Yeah. Um. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we head into some Prediction? predictions? And now you're after Buzz TV. Prediction. Ivan has a question in the chat. He says, "Are we sure that Grim Crusaders didn't kill each other over the stick?" Mm. Um, uh, but Macintosh says that they have uh, descendants, though. So yes, I, I actually think that we it, we do feel uh, it's fairly safe about that because the whole thing with seven keys, yeah, like those would not have been disseminated like that if there weren't. So the whole point was that there were seven of them, and then they each got a key and they went their separate right. ways. Hmm. Unless asked and answered, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's vague. We our knowledge of that whole story is vague <laughs> enough and and circumstantial and like. Enough that, like, if the writers wanted to completely shift it to yeah. whatever story they were telling, there is still enough room for them to do that. But as we understand it, they did survive. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Lydia says, it's magic, bitch. I don't have to explain it. <laughs> Correct. Yep, Lydia. it's true. But magic always comes It's magic, price. bitch. Yeah, yeah uh, that's the Grimm on NBC. It's magic, bitch. We don't have to explain it. <laughs> that says it on all their scripts. Yeah. Coming six years oh, ago. Um, so, yeah, you had predictions in regard to the stick. Oh, I was saying that Nick will uh, decide that it needs to be destroyed and will burn it. And that will be the end, is that he, as the owner who decides what it does, will own it. That's my prediction on the but stick. But so do you think it is doing something evil? Oh, n- no. I don't think it's doing something evil. I think that it's so powerful that it's... Um, overtaking him. Right. Because hmm. it hasn't done anything evil. It's only done good things so far. So far. Right. Interesting. Um, I have a, I guess, a semi-prediction about Renard. Mostly that I think that 
So we've seen this uh, this haunting essentially escalate. Mm-hmm. The, the first time we saw it, it was just eyes coming from a, 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 an officer's eyes. And his hands with blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we like finally get a more corporeal Meisner. And I, so I think that like Meisner is slowly taking over Renard's body. So the moment, so everything that happened in the pawn shop happened in Renard's head. You're and really into that idea. I really do. I think it's really interesting. So like Meisner essentially had control over Renard's body um, while that was going on. And so he wakes up in the pawn shop because he just seized back control. So in the next conversation we will have between the two of them will be essentially Renard talking to his own body. And his, yeah. I like this idea. Um, I, d- I think I, th- I, I thought for a moment when the spirit was circling that that might have been where they were going. But I, dis- I dismissed it for a bit. But now I'm back on board. Um, I like that. I, I, I got Atari. That's yeah. Idea. Um, I think we're going to I think the stick. I think it's opening a portal to effectively hell. Um, huh. Like, And it's like it took like. We're seeing multiple possessions going mm-hmm. on right now. The stick possessed Eve to carve all those things right. in the wall. Uh, Meisner is like maybe possessing, or the Meisner spirit thing is p- maybe possessing one or one of not two people. Yeah. Um, I think by the I think as we get closer towards the like latter half of the season, we're gonna see the like a larger conspiracy at work. Because remember that Renard was near the stick. He wasn't necessarily healed by it, but he was near it. Mm. Um, so it could be that like the things are connected, and it's all working to open up a portal into another, I don't know, dimension or hellscape or something. Some like alternate, some place where it's going to drag them. I think it absolutely could, could be what's happening, especially with the Meisner thing, in that he says, like, I'm dead and I'm in no rush to go to wherever I'm going. So he's kind of between the like living plane and whatever afterlife there is. And especially with Diana being like, I want to see him and the stick doing stuff that has something to do with this. I think that that's where our season is heading maybe to this in between afterlifey bringing people backwards and forwards. And I think I predict that Meisner will be, um, on our plane again if he isn't already. Uh, yes, but I also <laughs> think he's going to die again. Maybe. I don't... I don't... As much as I think the writers love me, I uh-huh. don't think they're going <laughs> to keep him... Let him live again. I don't know. I think they Let him live again. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, we're out of time. Uh, for predictions, uh, last thought. I still think there's something to the to the stick. Um, <laughs> it's definitely something. There's to something. It. To, I still think there's something to it affecting overall. Uh, I think by the end of the year, like something major will happen to all Vessen, whether just in the Portland area or across the world, yeah. because okay. of everything that they're doing. I think there's going to be some major event. Um, next week we'll be back. Uh, looks like a boogeyman with. A guest in the oh, studio. Oh, is that next week? Next week. Next Who's our guest? week, guys. Damien. Damien will be here next week. That's right. Meisner himself. Meisner! Will be in the studio with us 
for <laughs> next week's episode. So be sure to watch us live. If you've never seen us live, I suggest that's the one because it's going to be a pretty show. It's going to be <laughs> fun on the bun. Uh, until next week, guys, I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, uh, be able to sh- be able bleh, be sure to check out some of my other shows. Uh, doing the Agents of Shield after show on Tuesday nights and Sci-Fi Weekly, the show where we break down all the sci-fi uh, news and movies from uh, today, yesterday, and tomorrow on the Popcorn Talk. <laughs> I like that. It's our new slogan. It's a good slogan. Um, I'm Yell Teagle. You can find me gushing over Meisner all week long at Yell Teagle. That's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, other things. Um, I have a podcast. There is not a new episode again. Long story. It's called Intimate Interrogations. It is free on iTunes and Stitcher. Sometimes it is filthy. Long Sometimes story. it is not. Long story. <laughs> Long story. And I'm Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. And also all over the DC slate. That's Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and not Legends because the time has changed. Flash. Times are a-changing. <laughs> Alright, guys. That's going to do it for the Grim After Show. Thanks for geeking out with Thanks us. Thanks for geeking Thanks out with us. Thanks for geeking out. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.